Welcome to the Life Hacks podcast by Every Nation Campus Dublin, empowering students for life, leadership, integrity, faith, and excellence. We hope you enjoyed this episode. <laughs> Yay! Welcome to season two, episode two of Life Hacks the podcast. And we are in this series on Truth Be Told, which is all about parables. Parable is a Bible, Christianese word. <laughs> <laughs> basically an illustration like it's using an everyday example to tell a bigger story about what is the kingdom of god like mm. um and to kind of i guess i get to know you question um leanne when you lived away from home for the first time what was your biggest adulting learning curve mm. One major one was laundry. <laughs> That's a big thing, cause um, my when I used to live, well, I still I live at home again. But when before I this I I had an opportunity to live away from my parents. My parents did my laundry. Um, you know they put it in the lawn in the washing machine. They took it out. They put it out in the sun or wherever, and then they brought it to my room, which is, you know, I'm now I see how. I should have been more thankful <laughs> when they were doing that. But when I moved away for a certain period of time, I realized I had to do that. And there was actually a lot of thinking in doing laundry because you have to think, okay, this shirt needs to be ready by this day. And therefore I need to clean it on this day, you know? And it's like, whoa, or, or like, you know, if you don't manage your laundry well, you're going to run out of underwear at certain points of the week or whatever, the month or whatever, how many underwear you can have um <laughs> so weird but that, that's one of the biggest things that like you know laundry is a very adult thing to do it's very humbling as well because a lot of labor goes into it because it has, it's very tiring and then like you fold the clothes and then you have to store it away um and you have to make sure your detergent's right you know it's a lot of things you have to think about when you do laundry so learn yeah. how to do your laundry people. yes I remember my next door neighbor laughing at me as mm. I hung out laundry at 4 p.m. Because the adulting thing is you hang it out to dry in the morning. And That's by the early. time you get back from work, hopefully it hasn't rained and it's dry. Mm -hmm. um, I think for me, the biggest learning curve was food and grocery shopping, mm. especially not having a car and the realization that I should only buy as much as I can carry. <laughs> oh and like you know because there wasn't a grocery store very near me like there was mm. one either like a like a 20 30 minute walk oh. away from the house or because I was in London so you I had to take like two trains and in this right in the station was a Tesco so I could like swing by there on the way but then if it's rush hour and there's a lot of people and you're carrying a lot of groceries I can <laughs> kind of awkward yeah but yeah just to realize it <coughs> excuse me the realization i do not have covid um i tried to inhale my noodles earlier which yes. is a bad idea we were eating just um <laughs> and yeah laundry doesn't just get like if i don't do it it's not gonna happen whether it's cooking cleaning laundry mm. if i do not eat the food in the fridge it will go liquidy and moldy 
and then I will have to throw it out at, you know, that I had to spend my hard earned money on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's why if somebody is doing those things for you right now, just be extra, extra thankful. Yeah. You have no idea. (laughs) It's It's good. Independence is good. You grow up Mm. fast. (laughs) Yeah. True. Oh, so yeah. good. Yo, so Leanne, what was your first impression from the sermon last Sunday? Um, I love it because I love the story of the prodigal son or the lost son. Um, it's one of like the first parables, I think, or one of the first stories that I, I've heard. Um, and if there's one thing that stood out is that I never really thought of myself as I could be one brother or the other. Ooh. I always thought that I was like in my, at my when I look at myself like I was a returning brother but when I listened to the sermon like you could also be the other brother and I was just like whoa um because I, I didn't really think of it that way before um mm. so that was really really good that like yeah you're not only one brother like you know or if you don't relate to the other brother you're probably the other brother you know yes <laughs> yeah. yeah so I was like whoa it's that's so interesting because I did hear or I didn't hear I read an Instagram post it's <laughs> basically how I get all my information these days mm. um but she was kind of talking about that because I think it is helpful to kind of ask ourselves the question where am I in the story mm. but she was saying like so often we align ourselves with the hero or the victim but nobody ever says gosh I'm the Pharisee in this story yeah and I was like wow that's so true or I'm the villain in this story Mm -hmm. and like sometimes actually we just need to own that we're not always the good guy in the story Mm -hmm. (laughs) in fact we're often not um and that's okay I think because I think sometimes we're afraid to go there but actually, if we own it, like that's mm-hmm. where grace meets us. Is like, like that's literally what repentance is: is going, God, I think I'm the bad guy in this story. Help! Fix me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I think my my first impression was like I always laugh at the cassette tape story. <laughs> um, I'm actually wearing for those of you on YouTube I'm wearing my never forget which is a floppy disk uh, <laughs> a VHS a videotape and a cassette tape and Steve told the story of um his brother had a mixtape that he made but it was a really fancy cassette tape and Steve broke it <laughs> and you know after his older brother had told him not to touch it or even look at it or think about it um and I'm just like, gosh, yeah, like, I think sometimes having relationships in your family can be harder than having relationships with your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why that is. Maybe there's some dynamic in living together where you can't kind of escape each other. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way, but like you're together all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I know when I lived away from home for the first time, I actually got on a lot better with my parents. <laughs> yeah. I think because it's funny because my mom um, is not good with technology or she doesn't like technology. My dad does. Um, Remember Skype? Skype was the pre-COVID Zoom. Mm -hmm. Um, But she like immediately got a smartphone so that we could Skype like once a week. And I think because there was more news to tell and I was like adulting and Mm. suddenly relating to paying bills and those adulty things. Mm -hmm. Um. 
but it was kind of it was easier to relate to them when I wasn't living with them all the time mm-hmm. um yeah there's definitely moments where especially if you have siblings or or things like that where even just hearing them walk down the stairs you're like oh why are they walking down the stairs <gasps> like I've had moments like that because like for some reason just like breathing the same air gets annoying and like oh this is my you're air touching please me. like please your particles are near mine and I don't like that <laughs> and it's like but they can't do anything because you live together but um yeah yeah I think there's something really humbling being far away from home as well mm-hmm. um yeah it's like even just the simple things of like now nobody's doing my laundry nobody's cooking for me or when I go home I have to cook there's not gonna be a meal ready for me yeah um like those things I think definitely helps you know mature in just the sense of you being a person I don't know (laughs) but yeah um it definitely does something when you when you leave home um yeah yeah it's funny because like I don't think anybody likes being uncomfortable or like it's not until we're out of our comfort zone that we actually grow up <laughs> mm-hmm. like dying um which leads us like to our scripture today it's a bit of a longer one yes um so let me think will we read it in two versions or will we stick with one um we can stick with one maybe let's do the message yeah because I, I, I don't think i've heard it in that translation paraphrase i don't know how different it's going to be um, and it's paragraphed well in the message version yes yeah mm-hmm. um do you want to read it yeah okay so we are in luke 15 11 wait yeah luke 15 11 to 32 yeah all the way to the end Yes, and the story of the lost son. Then he said, there was once a man who had two sons. The younger said to his father, father, I want right now what's coming to me. So the father divided the property between them. It wasn't long before the younger son packed his bags and left for a distant country. There, undisciplined and dissipated, he wasted everything he had. After he had gone through all his money, there was a bad famine all through through that country and he began to hurt. He signed on with a citizen there who assigned him to his fields to slop the pigs. He was so hungry he would have eaten the corn cobs in the pig slop, but no one would give him any. That brought him to his senses. He said, all those farmhands working for my father sit down to three meals a day, and here I am starving to death. I'm going back to my father. I'll say to him, father, I've sinned against God. I've sinned before you. I don't deserve to be called your son. Take me on as a hired hand. He got right up and went home to his father. When he was still a long way off, his father saw him. His heart pounding, he ran out, embraced him, and kissed him. The son started his speech. Father, I've sinned against God. I've sinned before you. I don't deserve to be called your son ever again. But the father wasn't listening. He was calling to his servants. Quick, bring a clean set of clothes and dress him. Put the family ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Then get a grain, grain-fed grain grain fed heifer and roast it we're going to feast we're going to have a wonderful time my son is here given up for dead and now alive given up for loss and now found and they began to have a wonderful time all this time his older brother older son was out in the field 
When the day's work was done, he came in. As he approached the house, he heard the music and dancing. Calling over one of the houseboys, he asked what was going on. He told him, your brother came home. Your father has ordered a feast, barbecued beef, because he has him home safe and sound. The older brother, brothers talked off in an angry self and refused to join in. His father came out and tried to talk to him, but he wouldn't listen. The son said, look how many years I've stayed here serving you, never giving you one moment of grief. But have you ever thrown a party for me and my friends? Then this son of yours who has thrown away your money on board shows up and you go all out with the feast. His father said, son, you don't understand. You're with me all the time and everything that is mine is yours. But this is a wonderful time and we had to celebrate. This brother of yours was dead and he's alive. He was lost and he's found. Wow. Mm. So we have like kind of three main characters, I guess. Mm -hmm. So there's the father, there's the two sons. I like how in the message it calls it the story of the lost son. Mm. Um, if you look at your Bible, there's sometimes like headings over some of the paragraphs. They're not mm -hmm. in the original text, but it's like handy to know where you are because mm -hmm. um, prodigal it's not a word that we use in normal everyday language and means mm -hmm. wasteful or extravagant um but yes I know this is a story that Leanne and I have read a few times it might be new to some of our listeners mm -hmm. um but what was it that jumped out to you this time or caught your attention um again I think what and I mentioned earlier what was my first reaction was like for some reason there's a bit of relation to the other brother now the one who actually stayed home mm. whereas like you mentioned earlier like when I was reading this before or even just before hearing the sermon like I always just related myself to the to the lost son or to the son who went away but you mm. know um now again after just hearing the sermon it's like oh but you know um why do I feel like I also sound like the older brother who stayed and get got a bit jealous that there's a feast happening for my other brother who went away and mm. you know wasted time and things like that? Wow. Um, I think that's one of the biggest things. Again, like we've read this so many times, but I think that's one of like the nice things about like rereading stories or or or, or you know um, verses is that every time you read it, something else kind of hits you depending on where you're at at the moment because yeah um but yeah like I, I see myself in that older brother wow because um, it's like the younger brother something happened and his like I love that phrase he came to his senses <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know or that brought him to his senses mm. and like there was a shift and like even Leanne when you and I were chatting before we started recording I was like mm. I like to think and I think maybe other people are like me as well in that I like to think that I'll change because I'll learn from somebody else's experience or somebody else's advice mm. but the reality is I learn a lot better from my mm. pain and mm -hmm. when I mess up and reaping the consequences of my decisions and my mm. actions um and it's like the older brother didn't I don't like I don't know we don't know his whole backstory mm. but yeah he doesn't have the same kind of turnaround moment um mm. and he's yeah like you said he's quite resentful he's kind of like I did all of the right things 
but he went out and like wasted all your money on whores mm-hmm. and yet you're throwing him this big party like what gives yeah and I guess it's something that like if you read this or if you've for those who are listening um you've re- this is the first time you've heard this um story um again it's the 15 11 to 32 um if you feel like you relate a little bit to the older brother like I have you know maybe there is a moment to kind of reflect on there of like why do I relate to this older brother more than I am to the other brother who was lost you know because like I think kind of like what you said there that the younger brother who went away he had a turning moment you know he had the moment of realization that kind of woke him up and like hey what are you doing Mm. um come to your senses but again this this guy who never left his father's side who had everything that his father had basically still haven't hasn't had that moment to you know to kind of humble himself down and to kind of think like how blessed he already is that he stayed home and that you know um Mm. i mean because yeah they both like initially I know the younger son had a turnaround moment but they both misunderstood something about the father mm. um you know that I think the younger son like that kind of took it for granted and like you know that thought of asking for your inheritance is like saying you're better off I would prefer if you were dead at least I'd get some of your money mm. um whereas the older brother it's almost like he felt like he, he needed to earn it yeah you know because he was like and I mean this is an exaggeration and you can totally hear this in a child's voice he's like look how many years I've stayed here serving you never giving you one moment of grief um you know and but the father said son you don't understand you're with me all the time and everything that is mine is yours Mm. and so he like he it's almost like he felt like he had to earn what he already had Mm. um I remember like I don't I can't remember if he shared it this time but Steve often shares the illustration of what kind of relationship do you have with God do you is it like a business relationship or a family relationship Mm. so like if you're a tenant and you have a landlord and like there's a major repair like your roof falls off or something Mm -mm. (laughs) and your landlord doesn't fix it you kind of go oh was I not, did I not pay the rent? Like, did I not hold up my side of the contract? Mm. Or you go, hey, wait a minute. I have been paying my side of the rent. What's wrong with you? Like, you're holding out on me. You're not, I'm keeping up my side of the contract, the agreement, Mm. you're not doing yours. Whereas Mm. when it's a family relationship, you're not, it's not a transaction that's happening. It's like I take care of you because you're part of my household, okay. mm-hmm. but I'm not obliged to explain everything to you. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, he stalked off in an angry sulk and refused to join in. I can totally see myself <laughs> <laughs> in that having a family moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like there's also a bit of like jealousy, you know, mm. of like of not being celebrated as much as that other brother was you know again comparing himself to the other brother who's like yeah he wasted his money why am I not getting celebrated more because I didn't do any of that you know there's definitely I'm the good son (laughs) yeah like I never left you you know I never gave you a headache 
like you know, no white hair for you from me you know <laughs> like you know and yeah. <laughs> yeah and so it's like yeah like if you really look at it like there are times where we kind of get jealous like I, I remember um opening up about this before of like you know when I didn't have my like testimony to tell <laughs> before where I, I felt very jealous of other Christians around me I was like why do I not have a big to- story to tell you know because like a salvation I, testimony yeah like because mm-hmm. I, I grew up in a Christian household and so I've always felt like I have no big story I have no big testimony like I don't have something that I can go up on a stage and be like wow everybody <laughs> with my with my story and and for a while I was very jealous of other people because of that I was like wow I also want mine why can't I not have but then like I don't want something bad to happen to me just for me to have a story to tell Mm. but like I guess that's one part of like kind of looking at this and like but why am I jealous when like I'm very blessed that I don't have you know like because sometimes if you've ever heard uh for, for those who are listening like testimonies or people's salvation story they they're they will make you cry like the way yeah. people meet jesus is just like whoa. i was addicted to drugs suicidal and pregnant yeah. and then complete. and jesus made me not jump off a bridge type of thing yeah and 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 so you know it came to a realization that like whoa i should be also thanking god that I, like my life didn't have to go through that wow. you know just for me to have a story to tell because you know i've realized that there's a lot of stories for me to tell just from being beside God and not being jealous of other people's testimonies or how they've wow. met God. Um, because again, yeah, like I wouldn't, wow. you know, I, I don't think <laughs> I could have handled um, what other people's story would have been like if it was me. Yeah. You know, I remember one person telling me, cause he had a similar story and I think his parents had quite a turnaround moment with Jesus mm. And I really liked the way he framed it. He said, you know, they got saved, but they changed the trajectory of our family tree. You know, so they like raised me up to hear from God from a young age, um, you know, and that having that kind of background is such a privilege and a blessing. It's mm. not a guarantee. Um, I was just like, wow, that's a really interesting way of looking at it. Like, yeah even your your decision doesn't just affect your life but it it affects Mm. future generations yeah because funnily enough I was also having a conversation with um a new friend that I've met recently and we were just talking about uh faith and god and um so I opened up about my faith of like how you know for a while during my college years I did feel like you know, like, God, what are you doing? You're so slow. <laughs> I want to, I want to quicken things up. And, and, you know, and there was something very humbling that that person said that was like, you're still very blessed and lucky that you actually met God earlier in your life wow. and had God for a very long time in your life already, because during those times you had him. Mm. Where, whereas um, when we were talking, he said that I only met him when like a year ago or something like that. Wow. And it's like, wow, like that's such like a, contrast you know of like yes I why am I why am I acting like this as if I, I, I I've never had God when there are people out there who who are hungry for God and like are 
have not met him yet or have just met him recently who are you know and it it was so humbling to hear that that like oh gosh you know less complaining and more (laughs) more thinking (laughs) yeah Um, it's funny this is a bit of a tangent but um on instagram there's an account called yes he is Mm. Um, and it's a christian account but they recently had like a series of posts about sharing your testimony um and there was like i i'm not going to look it up now you could you guys can look it up like as you're listening or whatever it's just at yes he is but one of the thoughts was like testimonies are like bread like serve it fresh like share something recent because mm. i think you know oftentimes we re- almost re- and we don't do this on purpose like everybody i love to ask people how did you meet jesus like mm. i just love hearing people's different stories and experiences but that's not the only time I've met him. <laughs> yeah. You know, like he, he shows up every day. Um, you know, and it's not like I have to get saved every day, yeah. although I do need the gospel every day, but it's like, <laughs> you know, even simple things like we haven't had rain for a long time and it rained last night and we have a flat roof. And that's one of my favorite sounds. And it just made me smile. I was like, Oh, thank mm. you, Jesus. You know, or he, um, like somebody messaged just the right thing at the right time and you're like wow you know thank you for putting it on their heart god to mm-hmm. reach out and say that that really meant a lot yeah. and it was like oh yeah it's not like it's a one encounter deal um and i think i don't know for me that kind of takes the pressure off because it's like oh yeah like yeah he's always we always have the opportunity to meet with him and like even I just noticed this now again I've read this so many times and this story is like the basis of one of our discipleship courses called the follow course Mm -hmm. but the you know because we often think about okay let me set it up like this so the younger brother when he came back you know he's rehearsing the story that he's going Mm -hmm. to tell um and it says the father saw him and he ran towards him Mm-hmm. Um, and in that culture there's huge significance to that because if a son in the family disgraced the family the whole community would run out to meet him and like say like you're basically cut off like you don't belong here anymore so that the father wouldn't have to endure the shame of like meeting this wayward child or whatever so the father running meant that it's like this picture of love outrunning the law and judgment mm-hmm which is, you know, the father in this story represents God, no matter which of the sons we relate to. And I was like, oh yeah, that's really cool. But then today when I read it, you know, look at how, you know, the angry, the older brother stalked off in an angry sulk and refused to join. But the father also pursued him. Says his father came out and tried to talk to him, but he wouldn't listen. Wow. And it's like, God was like the father in this story, like God was pursuing both of them. Like he was on the lookout because like you wouldn't run, you know, it says he saw him coming a a long way off. So he was looking for him. Mm. But the father made the first move with both sons, but their hearts were in a very different place and he refused to listen. Mm. I was like, I think so often people ask like, God, where are you? And maybe that's not a helpful question. Maybe the better question is, where is my heart? Um, am I, is my heart hungry for God? Am I open to hear what God has to say? Or is it kind of like, you know, those, did, do you guys have these growing up, these magic eight balls? Yes. 
you know where you like it's like looks kind of like a small bowling ball and you shake it and then you ask it a question and these random answers come up, come up. and if you don't like the answer that it gives you you kind of shake it again you ask the same question hoping that you'll get a different answer and it's like so often I don't know about you but in my life I'm like I know what God is saying but I don't want to hear it so I kind of stop listening yes <laughs> I'm like no give me All a right. different answer <laughs> You know, yeah. it's like, oh, it's or not like, that he's not there. It's just that uh-huh. I don't want it. The hear, yeah, it's it's almost like selective hearing, you know, or like yeah. because we come in already wanting a specific answer of like, say, when I ask, you know, God for like, or when I, well, ask seems like it, but when I pray about something, I'm like, mm. God, you know, this, 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 this. Uh, it's a lot of this, but um, just for the context of discussion. And, but I always like I notice that sometimes I come in and I'm like he's gonna say yes 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 because I've asked 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 yeah and you know kind of yes. like this no 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 yeah no, no, and no. and kind of like this older brother who's like you know God I've done all these things for you why can I I, I deserve this 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 and so I expect that I will get it you know yeah um, but um I mean we come with an expectant heart but I guess not in that sense of yeah you know, like sometimes Not entitlement yeah like he could he, he he could say no if it's not what he wants for us you know or if not it's if that's not what he had planned for us and mm-hmm. things like that and and i think that's when we get like you know really disappointed sometimes with like prayers unanswered it's because mm-hmm. it's not the answer we're actually looking for because we've already preconceived an answer that we want from him wow. you know like i mean th- there's sometimes where you like you know where you're like pray for something and you know it's just not the way things happen but mm. you know when it's something like that like maybe we are kind of yeah preconceiving an answer from him you know it's like should we do that should we not i don't think so you know which if you think about it means we're telling god what to do do. Hmm. which means that we are in the place of god Hmm. well like god is my genie in a bottle who answers my wishes and responds to my every whim Hmm. and it's like no that's not what we're called to Mm -hmm. um like even i was listening to another podcast today is a very short one um emotionally healthy discipleship um i'll post the episode in the show notes but he was talking about like basically what healthy discipleship looks like and discipleship is just a word it means like following jesus with other jesus followers (laughs) um and like learning to do life his way and he had three words um so it was like um relax into jesus um detach for jesus and listen to jesus and he was talking about the gospel of john where he talks a lot about um you know believe in god or trust god and the guy um pete scazzaro was saying like the a better translation for today is like relax into god Mm. it's like trust that he's got this it's like almost you're like relaxing into a hammock and like you're letting him Mm. carry you so there was that of kind of like instead of and I mean like sometimes people legit have a, a problem with anxiety or you know and it's 
you know chemical thing or you know they need to go to talk therapy and that's like totally fine and acceptable you should do that um therapy is awesome um but like that thought of like we can relax into him trusting he's going to take care of everything mm-hmm. and then like listen to jesus kind of self-explanatory but that detached for jesus and he was talking about those moments when you're really praying for something mm-hmm. and you're really it's kind of like all your hope is pinned on one outcome yeah um and he was like, but detaching for Jesus is being able to bring something to Jesus in prayer. Trusting that no matter what the outcome, I'm still going to listen to him. Mm. I'm still going to choose to relax into him. And it's mm. kind of, it's kind of like, I remember like, it's funny. Um, things you do when you're young and stupid, sometimes you're old and stupid as well. But I remember I was particularly young and stupid and like, I remember like in my early twenties being in a relationship that really was no good for me. Mm. And a couple of people tried to like, tell me that, but I did not listen. Um, I would not listen. <laughs> um, but I had one friend and she loves Jesus. And the way she said it was, um, if you were like, imagine an altar, if you were to take this relationship and place it on the altar and Jesus asked you to walk away would you be willing to do that? Like, are you willing to take that risk? Mm. And I was like, it was, she was the only person I listened to. I think she didn't tell me what to do, but at the same time, she was setting the challenge level high. And she was like, are you willing to at least give God the opportunity to take this away? Mm. Um, Cause if you're not, then he's not your Lord. <laughs> you are. Mm. <laughs> and you're mm. saying, you know, better than he does what's good for you, but that's, simply not what we believe as christians Mm. um we may not like his answers but he knows what he's doing and we can actually relax into that Mm. let go of the outcome and actually listen to him i'd love to say i've grown a lot from that moment but Mm. (laughs) it's not always the case (laughs) but we're constantly growing yeah true. and learning yes <laughs> there's a lot of uh falling down and coming back home <laughs> yeah moments and I think that's something to understand as well is that you know we mess up <laughs> we, we yes. do mess up a lot in constantly and even now you know we will mess up and but again it's but I, I like that of like if you are if you were to put something in the altar and God said you know can you like can you walk away from this but it's it, it, it puts a lot of things into context of like how important things are in your life like yeah. I remember I think in I don't know when I don't know if it was a prayer meeting or we were in life group or something like that where I had said like um if we were on an airplane and you know um somebody says to jump or something like that but God says like no I can land this properly but like people are freaking out like and there's only one parachute like are you gonna jump or are you gonna like trust that you will land us perfectly fine you know um yeah because like I think sometimes we pray and we always say like oh let your will be done but like technically it's our will that we want to be done you know it's how we want it done you know it's like God it's up to you but nah it's up to us yeah (laughs) you know like we have Mm -hmm. that mindset of kind of saying it but not really I don't know how to say it but like not really giving it you know yeah 
everything into that let your will be done and mm-hmm. his will can either be a yes or a no to your whatever you've been praying for um and i i like how you said that um you know no matter the outcome we trust that he knows what he's doing because he god <laughs> you know um it might not look good or it might not look like we we have planned but there's a lot of things that we've planned that did not work out well um you know and <laughs> most of the things that he planned worked out amazing so not most all of the things that he planned yeah. worked out amazing um wow and i think like i think this is where we need to be careful not to be kind of rose tinted glasses heretics because mm. yeah god's plans are amazing but they're not always nice mm. <laughs> you know and i think maybe some i mean i don't know i might be reading too much into this but like the older brother seems kind of jaded Mm. um and like you know doing things god's way doesn't mean we'll always enjoy it or like Mm. what how he answers prayers Mm -hmm. like you know the older brother there was work involved like it was hard like you know out in the fields under the Mm -hmm. sun it's like hard manual labor um you know we mightn't like it but we can i guess yeah it's kind of trusting that god's heart towards us is good even if the circumstances are not good yeah you know like sometimes we pray for sick people to get better and they don't um you know and that's a bigger conversation over did we pray right or is was it god's will or was it the enemy or is it just living in a fallen world um but we yeah i think it's trusting that his heart towards us is good Mm. and i think that's the thing with the older son he didn't know his father's heart he didn't yeah. know like one he you were with me all the time he had his father's presence and again you can be living under the same roof and not really know the people that you're living with mm-hmm. um everything that is mine is yours like it, he had access to all of it and he he didn't take advantage of it mm-hmm. <laughs> wow oh goodness mm-hmm yeah yeah there's a lot like it's a long verse and there's a lot yeah like i love that there was a celebration Mm. it wasn't just kind of like okay come on sneak in through the back door there was Um, no shame in welcoming back something or someone sorry someone not something uh, wow you know because kind of like what you said earlier like Mm -hmm when sometimes there's a different kind of, not a different but there there's also um like a way to view it as that the father did outrun the law you know the love outruns the law because he chose to meet the son so that he can you know not hurry him back in but like in a way if the village or something comes like hey this is still my son you know i like get the stuff get like the family ring because i still consider him my son you know wow. and i mean if you if you put that on like today's um context or something like that you know there's a lot of like shaming that's gonna happen there's a lot of like why would you accept your son back like he's so whatever blah blah he's done this he's done that or or he's he's been here he's been there he said this he said that but the father chose to like no you know 
I'm not ashamed to welcome back my son. Whatever he has done, he's done. But mm. that is still my son. Wow. You know, for daughter, I don't know, but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like there was none of That's that. Huge. Um, because like from what kind of the details, he did like sleep with prostitutes and like mm. wasted money on paying for sex. Mm. Um. You know, he was working with pigs, which this is like a Jewish context and pigs are like a really unclean animal. Mm. So like ending up feeding the pigs, like it would have been so, it would have so violated every religious Mm. sensibility that he had to even consider eating what the pigs were eating. Like they would never have eaten pork and like, Mm. you know, I can't eat one of the pigs, but I'll eat what they're eating and willing to like, you know, be in the same space with them. Mm -hmm um yeah gosh yeah it's funny how we don't realize how good we have it sometimes exactly (laughs) you know and even with like um you know growing up in the houses that we did and the homes that we did and it wasn't until we moved away that we kind of realized some things Mm -hmm. you're like you know it was good like and you know he had a realization he's like all those farmhands, which are basically servants or hired labor working for my father, they sit down to three meals a day. But here I am, a son, and I'm serving, starving to death. <laughs> you know, I was like, wait a minute, what was I thinking? Mm. <laughs> like, you weren't thinking. <laughs> no, no, you were not. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, there's just so much in this. Mm-hmm. like even his realization i'll i'll say to my father i've sinned against god and i've sinned before you like i think it's kind of easy to recognize when we've messed up with another person mm. but to kind of realize that that brokenness it affects our relationship with god and it grieves god mm. that's a much bigger realization yeah it's deeper than a, I'm sorry that I'm experiencing the consequences of my actions. And it's like, oh man, no, I've, yeah, like I've sinned against God. I've grieved God. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I love how I was, no, not love, but <laughs> how he says like, father, I've sinned against God. I've sinned before you and I don't deserve to be called your son ever again how he's speaking so ill of himself because he knows what he did he knows mm. how bad things happened outside of the household yeah. or the home you know but the father wasn't having any of that like he, like he wasn't even listening to him yeah <laughs> you know and 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 i think that speaks a lot as well to how we view ourselves when we've done something bad you know i we uh, wow. a christianese word is repent you know to return around and you know to never do what we've done before again yeah. and, and, and kind of like that but sometimes we bring the shame onto ourselves or we we bring on the whatever bad negativity that comes with whatever we've done mm. you know back like we keep it to ourselves still like we keep it on on us whereas you know here's a father who doesn't listen to that because that's not what he, you are you know wow. he like he still puts the family ring puts a sandal on you and mm. it's the best beef there is yeah <laughs> you know, it's grain fed guys grain fed yeah. steak <laughs> yes and and you know and i think um yeah like who do we allow to you know define 
you know what what we what we're called you know as you know we are sons and daughters and I think you know I've also realized that in a lot of things that's happened to me that like sometimes I just put the whatever shame it is on myself I'm like you're so bad why did you do that like how could you do that like God's not gonna like you anymore because you did that but it's like nah (laughs) that's not really how it is I guess like wow um he still calls me a daughter you know and puts a ring on my finger saying I'm part of the family puts shoes on me throws a feast um because I I've come home you know Mm -hmm. and and I've turned away from whatever it was that I was doing before wow um yeah like I don't deserve to be called your son ever again no (laughs) you're not even listening yeah I love how you talked about repenting, like turning away from the bad things mm-hmm. or the shameful things. But he also knew who to turn to. to. Like, you know, he didn't just kind of leave that country and go to another country and like, maybe this country will be better. Maybe this job will be better. Yeah. And uh, maybe this relationship will be better. Um, like it's, it's repentance isn't just turning away from stuff, but it's turning to someone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, that's really powerful. Mm. You know, I, yeah, comparing, like, I don't deserve to be called your son ever again. Whereas the older brother was like, I served you and I deserve everything. Mm. And it's like, but actually both sons needed to come home. In a, yeah, to turn back to the, you know to kind of father yeah wow wow yeah (laughs) (laughs) so many things yeah Mm. doesn't it speak so much to church kids though (laughs) you know it's like Sometimes I'm like, you just need to go off the rails for a while and just, not that I recommend that ever, but like, sometimes (laughs) it takes something like that to kind of come to your senses. Mm. Um, You know, so I would just hate, you know, and again, it's not like a recipe for life or anything like that, but also, you know, the older brother wasn't having much fun. (laughs) No. Um, He wasn't enjoying the presence of his father or his rights that like his ring never came off he never Mm. got rid of his robe he never like his sandals didn't wear out Mm. um and again like what you said earlier he clearly had this mindset of i must do work to be recognized as a son yeah whereas you know the father is more like you're a son (laughs) period yeah (laughs) (laughs) like um hmm yeah yeah we are brothers we are the brothers yeah doesn't matter which one we are then yeah and then I think like I remember again kind of reading this in a follow course and Mm. flipping it a little bit not and again this is not to say that I'm God but if I were to put myself in the father's shoes how do I respond to people who've either gone off the rails or are really entitled and feel like they deserve something? 
do I respond like the father where I come running towards them or I go after them? Or do I just kind of roll my eyes and go, fine, whatever? Mm. Well. <laughs> yeah, I guess because, you know, again, it's not putting ourselves in God's position or, yeah, not playing God, but we are, you know, made in the image of him and how he treated people is how he would like us to treat people now. And if this is yeah. a situation now, you know, we, you know, we meet loads of people from different walks, from different countries, different backgrounds, further, blah, 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 you know, and, and people have stories to tell and people have the big testimonies we're talking or small testimonies, but mm. they have stories to tell of how they met God or how they have not yet met God. And, you know, and, you know, like there are moments where, you kind of doubt like should I even reach out to this person like I don't think his his, like his or her background is a bit sketchy you know or that's not something that I would like to get myself entangled with or or things like that like you kind of think of yeah but the father ran to that person it's it's almost like you want to protect them as well from from the people that like this these these people who are turning back to God Mm. Or, or, or to be you know you you have to run to them and, and and kind of outrun the the shame and the law that tells them that you are not worthy to be called sons or daughters because of what you've done wow. but as disciples or as people who are called to reach and reach people you mm. know it kind of reflects on us of how do we reach out to people like mm. do we kind of like you said roll our eyes at them and be like Ugh like selective selective discipleship like i will only select the ones who i feel are good you know or no you you reach whoever you are you reach it well whoever that person is whatever their background is Mm. um wow yeah what do you feel like god is saying to you personally through this story like for Mm. today i think Again, our podcast is very honest, guys. We are very honest in this podcast. And I think there's definitely things where I do take for granted that God offers me, but I'm just like, oh, God, why am I not celebrated enough in this way? Or, or, or when you were saying earlier about like even praying, I think I need to have a change of heart. Or like what you said, like, where is my heart at? You know, it's not because God's not answering it or not because God's not there, but mm. my heart's not aligned to what God has for me and therefore i i have to ask you know or i have to ask myself like where's my heart at um because again like i I never really related to the older brother per se when i read it before because i thought i was the lost son going back home Mm. but i don't know if it's because at this stage in my journey with god that now i relate a bit more to the older brother you know that's something i think i want to you know maybe you know god's telling me that there's something that i need to fix fix up you know um when we were praying just before we recorded we were like if there's something you want to say you say it lord and now he's saying it (laughs) you know um yeah yeah i think something something's there that i need to look into um about Mm. the older brother and me and how we relate to each other um and how we relate to the father Mm. um yeah wow 
Yeah, I mean, and I mean, in a sense, like, let's call out the good as well. Like, if we are praying to God with our, our needs or mm. our wants, that's a positive thing. Like, he told us to do that. <laughs> um, and it, it means we are drawing near to him and we are asking. Um, but, like, I'm, I'm thinking, how often do I, like, approach prayer asking, what does God want to say to me today? like I expect him to listen to me but I don't necessarily expect me to listen to him or even maybe I have an expectation that mm. he wants to say anything um I guess I just I don't want to become jaded and cynical and miss out on like like the reality that God is with me all the time you know and enjoys my presence and you know celebrates me and has given me all these amazing things and like instead of just seeing what I want but is not happening like kind of kind of turning the prayer away from and again like he wants us to ask for things but maybe instead turning the prayer to lord soften my heart like mm. um see, even someone asked me today what do you do like if you were to describe what you do or the legacy you want to leave I was like wow such a great question um Icebreaker. <laughs> yeah um you know without kind of more than like expanding more than just a word um and I was like I have conversations with people about God that I hope will bring revelation that will result in the person going wow God is amazing and wanting to worship him and I was like, you know, just one conversation at a time. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, how often do I even pray for myself? Lord, open my eyes in wonder to who you are. Instead of kind of feeling like, oh, I'm kind of familiar with God. Like, I I know that already. You know, I've known him for a while. There's really nothing new to learn about. I mean, like, you say that loud and it's like. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> you know like his wonders um you know his wonders are new and his mercies are new every morning mm. um but yeah i think sometimes there is a bit of an over familiarity mm. instead of just or feeling like i've gotten him figured out I don't. <laughs> and you're like god is like unfigureoutable yes that's a word you know, mm. except that Jesus tells us these stories to try and give us a little bit of a glimpse of what, what he's, he's like. like. <laughs> um. uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's so mm. true. Because he does surprise you every day. Like, there is something that's always just going to happen, um, small mm. or big. But, you know, like, and I guess that's kind of a nice, like, um, goal to set this week is, like, uh, there's something about celebration and celebrating what, you know if you're also if you're in in a in a position where you're far away and you're you, you've done something and after hearing this or after hearing this verse or this podcast you feel like your senses have awoken and you now feel like you have to turn back to god you know or you've been very close to god all this time and you feel like you know you're missing something out because you're so focused or you know when something's so nearby you take it for granted because it's just there at arm's reach you know, and, and, and I yeah. think this week, it's like, what are the things that we, what are, what can I, what things do I celebrate every day? Mm. You know, um, 
for the things that I take for granted because I I am near God but you know mm. um, clearly there's something <laughs> in the heart yeah or like growing like kind of like you said about being jealous of other people's stories or testimonies mm. but kind of instead of letting that jealousy like almost turn us away from God or feel resentful I mean why would we feel resentful that we don't have a horror story to tell yeah exactly but at the same time going Lord I don't want to just hear other people's stories I want to encounter you for myself Mm. you know I want you know you are showing up your word says that you are everywhere and present and interested in our lives where are you showing up in my life and not Mm. in a you know not in an entitlement kind of yeah oh come down and do like party tricks for me so that I know you're real (laughs) do magic (laughs) yeah um you know turn my hair green if you're real yeah turn this water into wine (laughs) yeah (laughs) um (laughs) you know but like from I think like the younger son from a place of honesty going I don't deserve this but you want to give it to me me Mm. um uh yeah I just feel like there's a huge invitation like from this story of like yeah if we return to the father like with an honest heart like kind of you know humble in the sense of I'm in touch with the reality of my situation mm-hmm. with no sense of entitlement it's like he'll meet us there like no question about it there's not like a maybe if I repent enough and I feel bad enough about myself you know he still might be in a bad mood and just be like nah Mm. or like maybe for everybody else but nah not that one he's too (laughs) far gone she's too far gone Mm. it's like yeah I like what you said about yeah the how he deals with shame Mm. it's like he doesn't he didn't wait for the son to like clean himself up before he like let him in he's like get this boy a bath and a shave and like Mm. put the best clothes on him and yeah yeah he does that he removes our shame yeah and he's just waiting he's waiting you know because like kind of like if you just like again to just kind of go tangenty going back to it Mm. i mean he saw the sun from so far away and how could he have done that unless he was looking out you know for the sun yeah kind of like i don't know if anyone has seen aquaman but you know have you seen aquaman yeah you know how the husband always waits for by the pier in hopes that the wife queen comes back yeah kind of like that of like you know because he he's waiting um but at the same time he also pursues just like the other son um but again i think if there's one thing because sometimes like maybe we also get into that mindset of like then why did he let me out you know why did he let me go off and spend the money and he gave it to me and so therefore he knew I was going to do something like that but you know again well it goes back to conversations about free will and things like that but he, he yeah. lets us because you he know doesn't he doesn't want robots <laughs> yeah and and so you know <laughs> um but yeah, he, he is just waiting for us to turn back to him. And, you know, um, wow. Whether you've had that opportunity or you've had that experience yet or not, um, it doesn't change the fact that he's waiting and that he he's pursuing you. And, and yeah. whether you go back home or not, 
we we pray that you do but um, yeah. yeah he is waiting <laughs> nonetheless whatever you're doing out there right now that's such an interesting thought about free will and choice because the younger son you knew he had a choice to leave. he saw the he young used older it to do his own oh, thing younger. but mm. the older brother felt like he didn't have a choice mm. but that's also wrong because mm. god always gives a choice like he always gives mm. free will and he doesn't take it back mm. so even the thought of saying oh i don't have a choice and like no that's not right mm. we always have a choice and sometimes like the choice mightn't be to go off the rails the circumstances mightn't change you might still work in the fields but the choice i mean i learned this was a huge adulting hack for me at work is like i can't choose the customers to show up i can't choose what manager is going to be on but i can choose my attitude right mm-hmm. and i can choose to be kind to people regardless of how they react or respond to me and mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's huge. That and that's hugely empowering. Because again, nothing on the outside changes, but it's it's a huge difference on the inside because I realize mm-hmm. that I can choose my attitude. Mm-hmm. Wow. Dang. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have reaped <laughs> this verse for two hours. Yeah. And there's still like <laughs> yeah. So much. It should be like a two-part thing, maybe. Because <laughs> I mean, but, uh, that is the gospel: is God gave us free will. Mm-hmm. We use it frequently badly. <laughs> yes. Um, but He also has free will, and He freely chooses to love and pursue us every time. Mm. Like even to the point of Jesus laying down His life on the cross for us, mm. um, taking away our shame and taking away our sin and making provision for us to come home Mm. but the choice is ours and he will not force us to come home he won't like Mm. send a bounty hunter to go kidnap you (laughs) (laughs) but if there's like a hint of he sees you like running down you know even like slumping down that road he'd be like i'm there i'm running to you (laughs) you know yeah dang Uh. how humbling and how like I don't know I can't explain like I've again we've heard this so many times before for us anyways or maybe other people who are listening or watching but it's so refreshing like sometimes you just want to read it again just to refresh yourself as well where you're at with God and how he is with you and how he will constantly be with you like like Mm. with you I don't know if that made sense but (laughs) um like now my heart is just so I don't know it's so like I don't know (laughs) it's just yeah (laughs) that's the thing the gospel it literally means good news and it's like Mm. is the gospel good news for you or is it kind of like yeah good news yes if if it's not that's the feeling it's like you've just received yeah news and it's not like not like we like act on feelings and if i'm not Mm. feeling it then it's not real yeah but it's it's kind of that thought of like like you said like we have read this story so many times together separately with other people by ourselves Mm. and like god is still giving us like like making it fresh and new and um and it's like you know something i always come back to is we never graduate from the gospel 
-hmm. as in it's like if you're bored with the gospel it's not a sign that you need to move on it's a sign that you need to come home yeah. and like you know dig into God, what God says about you and go and even if it means kind of begging Lord give me a revelation make this fresh again mm. um, because right now I'm jaded um, I'm going back into I deserve this mode mm. um, or over familiarity I'm like no Lord make this fresh make me bring me back to awe and wonder bring me back to gratitude of just the yeah. wow you yeah. took my sin and my shame away wow <laughs> yeah i want to worship you forever and he's like good news you can <laughs> mm. that's it yeah i feel like let me just pray that over us mm. and like everyone is listening and watching because like i know we we try to make it practical and have like an application point but sometimes the application point is simply to let a truth soak into you and mm. like I need that now. Yeah, <laughs> I need that too. <laughs> yeah, let me pray. Um, yeah, God, I'm just reminded of like, you know, King David in the Old Testament, and he said, Restore to me the joy of my salvation. Mm. Um, and Lord, whether we grew up in the church world, um, in a Christian home, or we didn't, whether our how we met Jesus story is very spectacular or it's simple um lord it's a miracle either way <laughs> mm. um lord we we don't even want to come near you unless you put that hunger in our hearts like that's humbling <laughs> um and lord sometimes there are circumstances that just bring us to our senses quicker than others lord or sometimes we're the ones who are you know just jaded and our hearts are hard and we're we're not even willing to listen to you um but Lord, I pray, whether it's for the first time or for the gazillionth time, would you make this gospel good news to us again? Would you make it fresh? And um, we don't want to eat stale, moldy bread that's from like five days ago. We want it fresh from heaven's oven today. <laughs> um, and Lord, we know from reading this story that whether we're humble and we're repentant, and we're walking towards you or whether our hearts are hard you always make the first move towards us um and that is really humbling like we don't have to ask where you are you are looking for us um lord the the more pertinent question is where are we um where am i am i recognizing um that just the the consequences and the results of my decisions and choices are just so mind numbing and unfulfilling and bad that I want to come back to you because I know I had it good with you. Um, or mm. am I just like not even realizing what I have and I'm trying to earn it or prove to you that I'm good enough for you to want to spend time with me. And Lord, yeah. neither of those things are true. Um, Lord, you just delight to give to us because you want us to be part of your family and you want us to be your sons and daughters. And Lord, I just pray, Lord God, where I've allowed my heart to become hard um, towards you, towards family members, towards people in church, towards friends, even towards myself. Um, mm. Lord, that you would just come and soften it. Mm. Um help me not to be the jaded cynic 
But to have that childlike wonder mm-hmm. and to have eyes open to see all of the millions of ways, big and small, that you show up in my life every single day mm-hmm. and help me not just to notice, but also to celebrate. And that's what worship is. It's noticing where you are at work, what you're doing, who you are, and celebrating that and um, throwing a party in your honor. Um, but Lord, most of all, I pray that just the, the truths of how you feel about us, um, your heart towards us, this truth that we are loved, no matter what we've done, no matter what we haven't done. Um, I just pray that that would sink in today and this week and forever and that it would never become stale to us. It would never become over familiar to us, um, but that it would be fresh every morning Lord, in Jesus name. Amen. Yeah. Man, this is rich. I'm wow. looking forward to next week. <laughs> but I kind of don't want to move away from this week yet. <laughs> Definitely needs uh, more discussion. Yes. Um, mm. But we will be kickstarting our ENC life groups again. We will keep you posted and have an update for you next week. So stay tuned. Stay awesome. We are ENC Dublin empowering students for life. See you next week. Thank you so much for joining us today for the Life Hacks podcast by Every Nation Campus Dublin. The conversation does not end here. It just keeps going on and on. Hop over onto Instagram. Give us a follow at ENC underscore Dublin. That's ENC underscore Dublin. And drop us a DM. What did you think of the episode? What are some things you would like us to talk about? And If you're up for it, consider joining one of our life groups where this is what the conversation sounds like. We get to be curious together. We're up for being challenged and we're up for life change. So we are ENC, Empowering Students for Life, Leadership, Integrity, Faith and Excellence. And we will see you next time.